welcome into a you hated that you hated that okay <laughs> welcome into another episode of farm to fame peter moylan hated my introduction this morning i'm kelsey wingert peter moylan with us maddie mass producing and running our lives pretty much helping us out get this show off of the ground our last mini episode mini was supposed to be 15 minutes uh went a little over second episode we got andrew vaughn who has been talked about a lot recently uh we have one more mini episode after this and then we'll dive into our full-length episodes but first of all peter why'd you just drop pen a pen okay yeah mm -hmm. got it <laughs> we're back Maddie Mass, anything to add before we kick off? Nothing too much. Was in New Orleans on the weekend. Ooh, how was that? Dirty, but it was good. You get a hand grenade? Beignets? Uh, I got beignets. I did, listen, I did the food tour of New Orleans. That's good. I, I did beignets. Uh, I went to Acme Oyster House. I had char-grilled oysters. I had uh, a little bit of gumbo. I had some jambalaya. I had a shrimp po' boy. I had a muffalata. I had a snowball and was then this it, all at one in one sitting or is this spread out? Three days. Over okay. three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, yeah. Dude. I was gonna some Chill. sort of record if it was one sitting. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. you crawfish uh, guy? You like crawfish? I just think for the effort. Oh, don't get don't get me started on crawfish. I love crawfish and I know where you're about to go with this, and I'm not happy about it. You're saying it's too much effort for the little that you get out of it. You've obviously heard it before. So what's the point it's of the, It's the experience. It's listen, your girl can down. I go with my friend, Sarah. We both down like five to seven pounds each. We bring our own crawfish dip and sauce uh, to the restaurants, but big crawfish gal. That's but, my point though. Okay. So you get me a shrimp, you get way more meat. It's better tasting. You, you, you can't convince me that a crawfish boil is better than a experience you're out there you got newspaper on the table you got music playing everybody's talking but these people do it like every weekend i understand you can have an experience like that without having to suck the heads of a crawfish hey take that up with the state of louisiana okay anyway that was good thank you peter went to new orleans yeah ate a lot hit of up, food hit up the animal farm on the way home too animal oh yeah you saw zebras yeah i, I did some pictures from that Fed, fed some zebras. Eventful weekend for Peter Moylan. Thank you. Maddie Mass and I did not pet zebras this weekend. So Peter won. Uh, we'll catch back up later. So Andrew Vaughn, White Sox number one prospect. He was a first baseman by trade. He was. Considered, was. Yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. Past tense. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. Ad. He was considered to be the best hitter in college baseball during his three years at Cal. White Sox took him third overall in the 2019 draft, signed him for a franchise record, seven million. I'm gonna say this wrong, seven million two hundred and twenty-one thousand two hundred dollars. Did I say that right? That's just a lot of different the two hundred really I think it was an extra two hundred dollars. When you're talking about seven million, that two hundred really No, it was two it's two hundred Maddie Mask, go to my go to my baseball reference page. Look up my lifetime earnings. This should be oh, good. Man. I'm curious about this. While he's looking that up, yeah, Andrew Vaughn, beast, made it to Class A advanced in his first uh, pro season. He ended in Class A advanced Winston Salem. Put together a 278, 384, 449 slash line over 55 mm -hmm. games. We got yeah. the career earnings. 
13 years, we have 5,545,000. That's pretty good, Pete. Thanks. Oh, I played 13 years. He hasn't played yet. Hey, congrats on the money. You I'm, are, we're now on John Boy Media. So. I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> so Peter's jealous of Andrew Vaughn. The story about- the swing. Peter's jealous of his swing? No, oh, it's, it's glorious. Uh, speaking of his swing, he projects as a 300 hitter with 30 home runs per season. Uh, hit 271 with two home runs at spring training this year. But the storyline around him, Peter, mm. is that Eloy, I'm going to say, you know, they got the asterisks on the E, which kind of him, Jimenez. How do you say it? Eloy Jimenez or Eloy Jimenez? I've heard it both ways. That's a Matty Bass question. Jimenez? I'm, a, I'm Australian. Jimenez. You don't want to mind translation. <laughs> I, I would go with the first. Jimenez? Jimenez. Anyway, uh, torn peck out five to six months. Did you see it? Yeah. It was something that happens every single day at a baseball game. Legitimately happens every single day. Guys just jump over the fence like it's a home run, like, ah, oh, could have almost. He wasn't close to it. He was just jumping over and, and he just ripped his peck apart. That's not a small injury. And that's not a, six months. That's, that's not wild. A, that's not a small guy in your lineup that you're trying to replace either. So this kid, yeah. not only is he coming up, not having a bat above a ball, he's now got to replace someone that was projected to hit 35, 40 home runs. Yeah. In a lineup that, or in a team that's that's supposed to be going to the playoffs and at the very least. So, yeah. you know, you talk about pressure. That's 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 a pressure for your first little taste of of big league baseball yeah i mean that that is uh the tough thing well the the other thing is eloy isn't known for being a being great in the outfield a lot of people think that he should just be DHing. so i guess the the good part of that is even though andrew vaughn has never played outfield i think that he said that he played what in the 15u like right team um got a little bit at instructs last year he got two starts in spring training and left to kind of like ease his way into it but at least he's not replacing a gold glover out there or anything alex gordon right um but he does have a gold glover next to him in centerfield which is really going to help him i mean those were the quotes that came out about it um left field anything that breaks to left i go get it anything to left center robert's going to go get it so that's he basically, really said, he basically said anything more than three feet to my left, <laughs> Louis is going to get it. I'll take from me to the line. So he'll be safe. He'll be, he'll be okay out there. And Tony LaRussa talked about the adjustment from going from the infield to the outfield, as opposed to doing it the other way. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot more time for you to react. You're used to getting jumps on the ball in the infield. You're used to having to, to, to get, get quick reads. Um, so uh, he, he has all the faith. He did all but mention that he's going to be the starting left fielder. Yeah. Um, and he said he has, has every every faith that he'll be able to play the position adequately. Actually, the quote was, I'm certain that the worst he will be is a little above average. I think he will be above average. He can concentrate. Infielders are used to jumps. It's not unique to him or foreign. He'll be fine. Unquote. Is that what you say? End, end quote? Unquote. Uh, end quote sounds right. End quote get- sounds right. I'll say unquote just because I'm Australian. I can get away with it. You can do that. You can do anything you want, Peter. People love you. The people, the people love Peter Moylan. Uh, so this is a dude. He was pegged to start the season in Double A. Pegged. Yeah. Come on. You've heard that. No. Yeah. yeah. Pegged. Okay. 
pegged to start the season in double A going into spring training. And then once spring training kind of started, the, the discussions led to as a dude with 245 minor league at bats mm. prepared enough to handle a potential DH role on opening day. And then he was projected to be the primary DH on opening day. And then this injury happened and they have some, some internal options. Um, they had Adam Engel who had a great spring training. He's mm. hurt. He's a great center fielder, by the way. He's a great outfielder. So if they're looking to they're looking to go the defensive route, he'd be he'd be the guy you throw out there. I watched him again when I was with Kansas City. I saw the White Sox a lot, mm-hmm. um, and he was he tracked down balls as good as anyone out there. Well, he had a great spring training, but he's out for two to four weeks with a strained right hamstring. They have they have some other options. They have Zach Collins. They got uh, our boy Speedy Billy Hamilton over there too. But Zach Collins, they want him to DH. Uh, so Andrew Vaughn. It's your, it's your turn, my man. Go um, get it. But how, how the White Sox had such high expectations going into this season. Mm. How much does losing Eloy lower their ceiling? It, I mean, it lowers their ceiling a little bit, depending on what he, what Vaughn's able to do. But they, you know, the saying is you start with 20, well, it used to be you start with 25. Now you start with 26 guys on the opening day roster but it's not the same 26 guys that are going to get you through the end of the season, especially in 162 games. There's going to be 35, 40 guys that you end up bringing up. So it's all about depth. It always has been about depth. You can't, you're never going to have the guys healthy from, from game one to the end. Um, so I just think this is, this is forced their hand a little bit. Um, yeah. Maybe the GM's out there looking for other moves that they could make. Well, they did uh, just sign uh, Jake Lamb, who they did, was I, I saw the spring with the Bravos. I saw that. Um, yeah, so there's still a lot of guys that are free agents right now. So there's options out there. If, if, if Andrew struggles, um, which no one's expecting him to, uh, but if he does happen to struggle, then, then, you know, they'll go and find another option. This is the window for these teams. Um, you know, it's not one or two years anymore. I feel like the windows are getting longer because of the, the development from within. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, I think that their plan is not just this year, but for, for a, a couple of years yet. Okay. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see, see how he does. I mean, he's somebody who's known for his bat. I feel like he didn't even really have like a true home for a position. I mean, first baseman by trade, but I don't think they were, you know, they wanted to put him in at DH. I did read that he does have a decent arm. Uh, he pitched briefly in high school, reached the low nineties. So I guess he's, that's good. He's definitely not gonna be a two way guy. He threw 10 games. I saw that too. Oh, oh um, no. I get nightmares looking at his swing though, because he reminds me. If I'm going to give you a comp right now, he reminds okay. me of my arch nemesis, Ryan Zimmerman. His swing path, <laughs> his swing path looks exactly like Ryan Zimmerman's, and I get that's the stuff of nightmares for me. I'm not sure if you remember the opening day, opening oh, uh, oh. weekend, Nationals Park. I gave up the home run to Ryan Zimmerman. Oh. Everybody was watching. At that point on, I was never able to get him out. So he he he's he's got nightmares. Eric Burns who's been covering college baseball since 2000 and said, said, quote, hmm. best hitter I've ever seen in 10 years. Oh, in college, in college. That's pretty best good. Best college hitter he's ever seen. So, unquote. Okay. Unquote. Got it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What else you got on Andrew Vaughn? Anything else you want to add? No, scary. Um as I said, he's, we were talking about him being the DH. Now he's got to find a whole new position, but he's been getting early work. Uh, he played a little bit at the alternate side. He got some got some work in with the guys 
in the outfield at the alternate site. So it's not yeah. completely raw for him. Again, it's not like he's he's a reliever that's going to go out there and play the outfield. He's a position player by trade. Yeah. So um, it'll be an adjustment for him, obviously. But he, he said himself, you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable, which I thought was a really cool quote, especially for someone in his position right now. Yeah. Um, I couldn't, I mean, there's no, there's no better way to say it. And you're not going to be comfortable all the time in this game and you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I thought it was magnificent. Well, we feel bad for the White Sox because uh, losing Eloy is tough, but uh, hey, Andrew Vaughn, here's your time. Show what you got. I also think they're going to pitch. They're going to pitch too. I mean, they've got a lineup. Jose Abreu, Mancado, Roberts, Grandal, Tim Anderson. They've got some studs, uh, but their pitching staff, they've got the number two ranked starting staff in the AL and their bullpen, as we talked about, Crochet mm-hmm. and Hendricks and all the boys out there. So I think, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to score off a pretty good pitching staff to beat the White Sox anyway. And I think yeah. they're going to score some runs with the other guys. So they just, they don't need him to be a gold glover out there and left. They need him to rely on the gold glover next to him in center. And they need him to just help a little bit off with the offensive loss of Eloy. So Andrew Vaughn, good luck. Oh, we're doing golf clap. Congratulations. Baseball shout out. Um, Rooting for you. Should be interesting to see what he can do. We got one more mini episode coming y'all's way. We're taking a turn. We're taking a turn. We're covering guys that you guys have definitely heard about, but might not be Mr. Cox coming up with our next mini episode. We hope to see you guys then. 